coming in at six foot four, number one, Patty's Playbook. Hey guys, I'm your host Patty, and welcome to Patty's Playbook, the show for all you sports lovers out there. We cover NRL, NBA, NFL, plus many more sports. You can find us on Instagram, at Paddy's Playable. I can hear the sport calling us. Let's dive into this episode, baby. All right, we are back. The top two teams all year, the most consistent, and we're back with the big fella. Liam, how you feeling, mate? Feeling great. Back here again. Uh, four years in a row. It's a pretty Woo. good achievement. And like you said, two best teams all year. Can't bloody wait. Yep. Panthers and the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Let's preview the game. Yeah. Let's have some fun with this. So you've got, got my notes over here. Yeah. Um, experience versus inexperience. Yep. We're going to break it down. Um, the backfire, pack v pack, the spine, the bench, strengths and weaknesses, and we'll get some predictions in. So I guess we'll start on Panthers, four grand finals in a row. Mm-hmm. Pretty incredible. Yeah. Is this just another day in the office for them? Roll in, roll out. Why not just watching them on, Friday night after the, the game, they're all getting interviewed and whatnot, and it was just serious face. We've still got one game to go. We want to win it next week, essentially. Like, yep. it looked just business as usual. Mm. That we we go 24 hours later, the Broncos win, and, oh, we're so happy to be in the grand final kind of thing. And it kind of reminded me of the Panthers in 2020, mate, where 17 games in a row, we won. Young, fresh faces going in, just excited to be there. Is this a similar situation for you? Yeah, completely. I I mentioned it to you off air uh, that we just said, like, you know, that's exactly what it feels like. Mm. You've got the team that's got the experience, Penrith in that Melbourne role now, and uh, Broncos side that, yeah, they've been getting these wins. They've, they're, you know, jumping around. They're Mm. so happy and they should be. They have been fantastic. Incredible. They've been so good. When um, a lot of people said, oh, look, they'll probably, make the eight this mm. year. They'll probably make the eight last year. They were on track for a top four and they really fell away. They'll learn from that. But I don't think anyone quite predicted how well they'd go. Mm. Um, there was obviously the buy of the year with Reese Walsh coming over from the Warriors. Um, we knew that was going to look good. It's looked greater than what we thought. Mm. Um, in the first round of this year, Penrith hosted Brisbane on the Friday night, I believe. And Brisbane got up by one. And a lot of the questions coming out of that game were like more on Penrith, I Mm. feel. It was obviously Brisbane getting their flowers, but more on Penrith being like, ooh, maybe maybe this is the year. It Mm. slips off a bit. In hindsight, it was just what Brisbane, you know, they had a mindset coming into this year, like we're not going to do what we did last year. We're We're, not going to beat ourselves. No, and we're we're coming for for everyone this year. Um, and they've done that through uh, the regular season. They finished uh, equal with Penrith on points. Penrith take out the minor premiership. Basically what came down to a tremendous defensive record mm-hmm. is what gives them that. Um, but, yeah, they've they've been quite something this year. Broncos, only two players have played in a grand final in this squad. We're about to break down. Adam Reynolds, Capewell, Kurt Capewell. Does that have a factor for you? Because that last night's game, the prelim, we saw the Cobo incident. Adam, Adam Reynolds, it's a bomb up. Cobo comes flying through, takes chance. Out about five seconds too That's early. Hilarious. He only missed it by about half an hour. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think, I, I think he turned around and the ball still was in the air. Um, yeah. He I, looked shot. Like, Cobo was like, holy yeah. sh- Like, they just looked, that first, that first period of play, they were in shambles kind of. Yeah. It's like the moment got to them a bit. Yeah, it did. And to their credit, it didn't take long to get out mm-hmm. of it. True. Um, but like you said, Reynolds and Kate will being the only two with grand final experience. They've still got a team that's full of like origin level players. Yes. So big game experience is still there. Um, now, when you compare it to Penrith, who most of the team they're playing with were there last year, some were there the year before and some were there the year before that. So they, they, the mental side of it with mm. that, with the preparation for this week, Penrith definitely have the advantage there just because they can, you know, almost do what they did last week. And like, they know what locker room they're going to, mm. they know 
you know, where they have to walk, where they're going to put their stuff. Like it's just those little things, yep. which in a game this evenly matched will will be important. Um, but yeah, the the Cobo Cobo thing. I didn't see it too much in other players. Mm. So um, whether it's there on grand final day for like, say an Ezra Mam, who's still yes. very young in his career, nice. someone like a, a Jordan Ricky, uh, yeah, Jordan Ricky. Jordan Ricky. Um, these younger players who maybe when crunch time hits, yeah, they do get a bit shaken possibly. Um, but then I think, Reynolds has had such a great influence on this team throughout the year. Um, it, amazing pickup by Brisbane. For what he break, considering they knew that they had this amazing crop of young players coming through, they thought, we don't need this flashy, speedy half um, to, to go with them. We need a calming influence. Mm-hmm. So, so Reese Walsh can go mad, yep. but when it gets to a bit too mad, Reynolds can pull him back. Yeah. When your Cobos and your Mams uh, start throwing the ball around a bit, you can say, no, 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 let, let's, let's dial it back a bit and let's get back to our system. Yeah. Um, Kate, well, very much the same. He very much a senior player in that group, um, has the experience of playing with Penrith. Mm. He, he got to play with your Clearies, your Yos. He's got that mindset. Mm. And I think at this stage of his career, what Kate well offers best is that. Um, the legs are going a little bit, mm. but he still puts in the effort and he still has that mental mindset. Perfect. As you said, Reynolds will settle them down. Mm. I think Capo just has to lead by the front. Like he's not the biggest, most explosive, aggressive guy, but just make all his tackles, line speed, kick chase, just kind of, you know, yeah, settle them down and just do, do little 1% as and get everything right. Lead from the front. So I'm with you there. Interesting coach v coach. Ivan, I still don't think he gets enough recognition for what he's doing. We can talk about it another day. Yep. Fourth grand final, business per usual for him. And then you mentioned before off air, Kevy Walters looked nervous last night in a prelim. Mm-hmm. He's essentially got the whole city behind him, Brisbane. Yep. Maybe all of this whole state close to like, there may either be a few dirty Cowboys fans or Titans fans that don't want Broncos to win or something, but essentially the whole state, yeah. them coming down to Sydney, like the pressure on his shoulders. You think the coaching comes into it as well or... Yeah. What are you thinking there? Because, like, you, my understanding of grand final week, it's like you hear the players just enjoy the week. They don't get as much time putting in the X's and O's, watching the film and stuff, setting up a game plan. It's just about enjoying the week kind of thing. Yep. You've got a lot of, fun, you know, functions and commitments you've got to do, media and whatnot. But where does, does the coaching come into it for you, strategic-wise? Or, yeah, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think with Kevy, yes, he was nervous. I think that's just him as a person. Yeah. Like, he, he's got a resume like of grand final appearances for the Broncos and that um, for the Ruth. He's also the thing that I help think helps him um, in this game is he coached Queensland. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to get players up for a big game. Um, so I think he might use a similar mindset that he probably used in origin camp for some of these players. I, I think he'll let them enjoy it and then it'll be business at the later end of the week. Um he can't change too much. And I think he might lean on um, Reynolds a bit with the playing group, maybe get a bit of a feel like just ask him, like, what do you think? Um, how, how are we going here? What do you think would be best for the playing group this day? Uh, what should we do in the training session? Like I think having Reynolds there alleviates the pressure a bit and his own knowledge of, of what to do in these situations. Um, I mean, he's definitely the, co- the coach that's under pressure. Um, if Ivan wins or loses this game, it's not going to change, you know, how he's been the last few years. Mm. Uh, Kevy, he, you know, he wants, he really wants this um, for what, you know, Brisbane means to him as a club. Mm. So, and, and the other thing too is sometimes you hear it a lot in the media where the preliminary final is almost the more nervous game because it's that idea of you don't want to fall at the last hurdle. Mm. It, that's more of the pressure. When it gets to the grand final, you'll always be remembered as a grand final team. True. Prelim losing teams, it, it's harder to name. Yeah. Like, so I think there's a little bit of pressure off him. And I think he'll have a good few days uh, joining in with the group, soaking in that, that enjoyment. And then 
I think he'll start getting a bit, you know, pressures on. Okay, here's what we got to go focus back on. Mm. What about you had the numbers before, Liam? The Broncos leaving Suncorp, leaving Queensland. Yeah. Does that come into it? Finally having to travel down to Sydney for a grand final. The last time they played at a core, mate. So the last time that the Broncos played at a core, round nine, 2022. So it was yes. May 5th. Um, cause I, I thought about, I knew this year they hadn't been to a court. They went to Sydney three times, Penrith in round one. Then they played the sharks in Cronulla and the dogs at Belmore. Yep. Those were their free excursions to Sydney. Now they won all those games mm. in saying that, but I thought, geez, like not having played at a core for a while, like when was it? And, that's, you know, we're talking 16 months here mm. for a lot of these players. And, and even then I thought, well, maybe some of them being in the origin arena, mm. but that, looking at that, only Carrigan in this team played in that third game this mm. year. So little things like that can just, it, it's just, you're not used to the ground. Like, 100%. Yeah. The field is the same. That's fine. But maybe it's the stuff before, during halftime, the unfamiliar environment. And like you said, they've been up in Brisbane for so much of this year. Uh, I think 19 of the 26 games, they, they've been in that state. And then you add one, which was Darwin. They haven't had to go too far this year. Now, that's always been the case with Brisbane because of that market. You know, they've needed that up there to keep the game, you know, the viewership up. Now we've got the Dolphins this year. So as the years go on, Brisbane aren't going to have all these uh, games in Queensland. But I think it is one where when you haven't travelled down as much, the legs aren't used to it, the, you know, the day's a bit different, you're a bit out of your routine because the routine's been so normal. Mm. The mental side of this week is going to be very interesting to see come game day um, how they adjust to it. Yeah, that sort of stuff like this psychology behind it all and like the little the knick-knacky things really interest me mm. how how players handle it in teams and yeah probably sounds a bit nerdy so um should we break down the the game like the teams will go start with our back five versus back five you happy to do that or the, Let's do that. the outside backs we'll call it yeah and we'll say like team lists haven't been announced we're still a few days away from that yeah but um as far as we know no injuries coming out of the two prelim games and you know, you'd feel with two dominating performances from these two teams, mm. the team lists aren't going to change too drastically. Yeah. Uh, maybe a bench spot, but apart from that, it's all going to be business as usual. Yeah. Should be there, the 17 on 17 that we've just seen. Yeah. Okay. So Penrith, Toto, Taruva, Stephen Crichton, and Isaac Tungo mm. against this. Yeah. Just, just looking at it and breaking the players down, it's crazy how just how close they are and the resemblance and just the explosiveness and whatnot. Brisbane, Jesse Arthurs, Selwyn Cobbo, Tony Staggs, and Herbie Farmworth. Yep. Who do you give an edge to? Do you want to go winger or winger? Is Toto the best winger? Is he more experienced? Is Tony Staggs and Herbie more explosive in the centers? Mm. Is Crichton the best defensive center in the comp? Like, it is crazy. Yep. You've got Taruva, who's a rookie. You've got Jesse Arthurs, who essentially was... Kim or Corey Oates fighting for that last wing spot going into yep. the back end of the year. Like it's just so close. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you want to look at like looking at those players, you look at the wingers on the Penrith side, you've got Toto and uh, well, Taruva and Brisbane side, uh, Cobo and Jesse Arthurs. You probably match Toto to Cobo in terms of these two devastating ball runners mm. that can break tackles like that. Yep. And then you've got Taruva and Jesse Arthurs, who more like smaller, mm. but hardworking wingers. So I think you look at all that. I, I think they, they cancel each other out. If you had to give an edge, I think Penrith just because of To'o. To'o. Um, I think To'o's had another monster year in terms of his yardage, the tackle breaks and, and try scoring this year is, which has been something that hasn't quite been there mm. um, in previous years. So um, I think he gets the edge just over Cobo, but like, it's very close. And then you go to the centers, which this is like, this is good luck. Good luck separating these two. 
all four of these are nominated for Senate of the Year out of six positions, which is nuts. You've got the Brisbane connection of uh, Herbie Farnworth, Katoni Staggs. Katoni Staggs, who's that, you know, hard-nosed ball runner, just he'll run through you, a little bit of uh, ball playing in him. And then Farnworth's just this, you know, mm-hmm. tall, lanky, he'll just get around you, been fantastic in attack, held his own in defence. Yeah. Look at the Penrith side, Stephen Crichton, like I said, best defensive centre of the game, reflected in origin, and he's kept that going at club level. Isaac Tungo, kind of similar to Katoni in terms of how he's, you know, tackle breaking. And he had that period uh, before his injury earlier this year where he was almost the the, the centre, the best centre in the game. Um, he just had this massive stretch. Like he tore Melbourne apart earlier this year. Like Warbrick still has nightmares. Yeah. That hit her. Yeah. It, so you've got four of the best centres in the game going up against each other. Crazy. I don't even know how to break how to break down the centers like even I I, I even I, I'm with you yeah even all four of them are essentially representative players for state or international yep Herbie England Azak Tonga for Samoa yep um he played in the World Cup didn't he Tonga Tonga yeah, yeah. Tonga played Crichton's played for Samoa New South Wales and then Stags Stags, Stags New South Wales he's played for Tonga like it's Toto. Blues, Blues, Cobo, Maroons, Australia. Like he's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like this, when we're talking about it, like I'm getting goosebumps and stuff. This is like also the potential for like a grand final, just like an all-timer. Yeah. An all-timer. All all there. I'm happy to call it like even, even for the the outside backs. Like just I guess for the sake of it, do you lean one way? We're obviously biased Penrith fans, but like. Oh, you're, just, you're happy to call it flip a coin, like whoever performs best on their day. Yep, I'm happy to say even. We'll see who who's there on the day. Okay, I'm I'm with you. All right, mate. Pack v pack. Penrith, Fisher Harris, Leota, the Bash Bros. I the love and respect for these guys. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a front row get over, get over them. That's just my opinion. Mm. Anyway, then you got the back row, Mardo, Liam Martin. Yo and Scotty Sorensen, mm-hmm. Brisbane, Payne Haas, arguably the best, one of the best front rowers in the world. Like just individual talent, explosiveness, just does it all. Um, Flegler, another origin player. Yep. Back row, Ricky, maybe he will represent the Kiwis yep. soon. Go. Paddy Carrigan at 13 and Kurt Caper. Yeah. Where do you see this, mate? Break this down for me. If yeah. you want to go front row on front row, if you want to go pack on pack, the back row, the battle of the locks is just off its foot. Uh, it is. <laughs> yeah. Just go. Just go yeah. for it. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll start with, with the props. Uh, Flagler and Haas versus Fisher, Harris, and Leota. Um, yeah, it's four of the best props in the game right now. Um, I think if you look at that, mm. Flagler's the one that is probably a little bit behind. And in saying that, he's not that far, and he's still one of the best in the game. It just shows you just how mm. how high up these guys are in terms of their stature as, as props in the game. Um, I think as a combination, Leota and Fisher-Harris might be the best in the game, just as a combination, a one-two punch. Um, just to butt in on it, I yep. think regardless of the result on Sunday, I think they're actually pairing together as props is like – elevating towards like web key territory, seven to see like it is crazy yeah. what they're doing. As soon as September comes around, mm. the bigger, the better the game, the heart. Anyway, the harder they go. Sorry, I interrupted, but no, I'm no, with no. you. It's I think crazy I think, what they're I think, doing. I think that's a fair point. And I know that that comparison was made earlier in the week. Um, and you know, it, they're diff, different players, but mm. web key, seven to see two of the greatest forwards in Brisbane history in NRL history. Yep. But yeah, they're, they're right up there and you know, they're really hitting their peak. And it's scary for oppositions just like when, you know, you look one way, there's Fisher-Harris. Look the other way, there's Leota. Like, it's going to hurt either way. Um, and to just, sorry, when I say that, I don't mean like Fisher-Harris is the best prop in the world, like individually, for example. It's mean just the pairing, the yeah. one-two punch, how they work together yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, Continue. completely agree. Because I, I think that Payne Haas as a prop, as a single prop, is the best. Yes, I'm with so you. So yep. that's what you've got on the other side. Um, you know, that, and that helps Flegler where you've got the best next to you. Like, all right, I'm with you. Those two are best together, but we'll go at them. Um, 
I think the, the Penrith forward pack gets the slight edge. Okay. Uh, just, it, it is so, so close. Um, what about the edge back row? We'll, we'll finish with the locks. Yeah. Edge back row is there. Edge back row. Um, so this one to me is a bit more uh, obvious in terms of a, a superior. I think the Penrith back row combination, Liam Martin is the best second row in the game. Um, you saw it through the regular season. You saw it in origin. Um, you've seen him do it for Australia uh, in the World Cup. Like it, he's just brought his game to another level. Uh, just scary good. And then Sorensen is kind of this unsung, does his job, very underrated in terms of his quickness. Leg speeds, uh, are awesome. leg speeds, he, awesome. Tackle breaks, he can get an offload. Um, he just does his job. Mm. Um, he never lets you down. And then Broncos side of things, you got this young, hungry back rower in Jordan Ricky, who's yeah, right on. He's right on track to be a top uh, Kiwi uh, back rower for years to come. Um, he's still getting there for me. Like he's got to a new level, but he hasn't quite reached the heights of the best in the game. I'm with you. Um, and with Capewell, I think Capewell a little bit like Sorensen, maybe. Um, I feel like Sorensen's at a point where Capewell was a few seasons ago. Yep. Um, just because he's got a bit older and he hasn't quite got the leg speed. Mm. He won't let you down. I'm but with you. he's, like I said earlier, he's got that mental kind of toughness that he'll help everyone around him. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I still think it's very much a, a pen of victory when you compare the two. I'm with you. Love Kate Wolf, what he did at Penrith, and he's been an awesome buy for the Bronx. Yeah. I just hope he's packed his shoulder pads for this Sunday because yep. Martin has been fucking terrorizing every opposing back rower, every playmaker on that side, whether it's Munster, whoever it is, he's ripping heads off. Yeah. Just going berserk, as you said. Yep. Done it for premierships, done it for the Blues, done it for Australia. Like, it is crazy what he's doing. Yeah. And he's one of those back rowers for me that he doesn't, have massive meters or heaps of carries or makes all those tackles. Like he often misses, but he's up in your face. He's forcing errors. He's hitting hard. It's the energy. It's he's not like a stats backer. If you know what I mean? Yeah. It is just be, bigger and better. The game is the harder he goes and the more impact he just has on the game in that regard. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Like, I just think, yeah, the Penrith edge back rowers, Scotty is just so consistent Yeah. and under the radar, undervalued probably like, Obviously, he's come off the bench past years. Can play in the middle. He's got that edge spot locked. Like he's yep. awesome. Ricky, I'm starting to. I think he's been great. I agree. Yep. Like he's got the potential. Future Kiwi edge back row, just unbelievable. He's aggressive. He's strong. He's fast. But like, does the moment get to him? Because sometimes you can see it when other guys get up in his face early, or if Renault digs into the line and um short plays a short to him. Sorry, might be there. Get under the ball. Like he's going to get hit hard. I'm wondering that, you know, that what maybe one big hit puts him off or something or the moment I'm, yeah. he's the one I'm really interested in. It could be a weak link for Brisbane, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think um, it's going to, a lot's going to come down to his connection with Adam Reynolds. Defensively um, as well. Defensively. Hey. Yeah. And if Reynolds can, you know, control him around, get him, get his head in the right spot, he'll be, he'll, he'll be okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that just, he's not quite at that level. He's heading there, mm. but We'll see. He has to be dialed in as well because that's the obviously Luai coming at him, that left side. And we mm. saw that gorgeous try and right on up for Penrith. Yeah. Luai first receiver, Cleary at the back. Yeah. Like if, if he misses his numbers or his job. Yeah. It's a combination that's like got past some of the best second rows in the game. So he has to be on his game for a whole 80 minutes. Yep. 80 plus. All right. The locks. I kind of get really. I'll get worked up. I get animated. The bullshit I hear during the year about other locks over Yo. Mm -hmm. I'm biased, I admit. I just his consistency for the last four years. I've, it's just second to none. I yeah. don't see guys do it. Yeah, there's guys younger coming up, your Carrigans, your Murrays and whatnot. But like this battle, mm. essentially it's the state of origin battle. You know, you you get Maroons 13, your Blues 13. Yo was the 13 for Australia last year. Yep. Liam, this could be whoever wins this grand final might get the 13. Jersey for the kangaroos. That's how crucial it is. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think um I think this year, Yo, um, and we saw it with like Origin in mm. that last game, kind of went back to the bench a bit. Yep. Um there was just a little bit of a lull 
um, with what he was doing. But I think he's he came back in the club land, got the connection right with Cleary and Luai, um, and he's just one of the most consistent players in the game. Um, like you said, I, I agree. In previous years, I've had this has been one of the easier yes. um, kind of positions for me in terms of who's the best. I mean, it's Yo. Um, in previous years, it's been oh, Cam Murray's there, but he's yeah. not quite at Yo's level. Uh, Jake Trevojevic, fantastic. He's right there, not quite there. And even you. last year, Carrigan, there was a bit like, all right, no, he's in the conversation, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just not there. This year, Carrigan, there. Carrigan, yeah, he's there. <laughs> Carrigan has, you know, he is, once Reynolds retires, Carrigan is going to be the captain of the Broncos for a very long time. He's going to be captain of Queensland for a very long time when he gets that. Mm. This year is the toughest pick in that position between Yo and Carrigan. Um, and like you said, the Australian jersey might be on the line. It could be the grand final. Like, it's on the with, line. yeah, with how these players, if the, whoever can play their role in their team the best, oh, it could go a long way. Um, yeah, this one just pumps me up just talking about it. Oh, it's yeah. Fun. And two fantastic, hard working players. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't obviously don't like seeing Carrigan do this for Queensland and Brisbane when we're playing them. But um, you got to respect. But yeah, when when you take the you know the fan hat off and look at it from a neutral perspective, it's it's amazing to watch. Like he's just one of the best players in the game, and he's still quite young. Like, and that's yeah. Um, for mind, yo, um, I see a little bit kind of like how Tedesco's seen as fullback. Maybe not so much this year, but in years past, where all these names were talked about. And it was just like, oh, Teddy's just, he's not doing anything spectacular, but he's just at a high level consistently. And, and that's how I kind of see Yo. Um, I can't pick this one. I, I, I won't separate them. I agree. Um, and I think that is the biggest compliment I can give to Carrigan. I agree. I think it, you've probably got the two number sevens, which we'll get to the spine soon. But apart from that, they're going to be crucial with the kicking game, et cetera. We'll talk about that in a sec. These two number 13s, essentially a win or loss for the grand final. Mm. Carrying the ball, they're going to have to read the line. Obviously, they're ball playing. Um, I think Penrith have to make Carrigan make 50 tackles. Absolutely. 45, 50 tackles. They have to gas him in defense. Prelim last night, he only played, I think, 50, 45, 50. It was, I don't know if he came back on. I could be wrong with that. He didn't, no. It was all sewn up. He was yeah. relaxed. And I think he's, they've, like, they probably said to him, mate, we get ahead early here. We're going to give you a rest because next Sunday you're going 80. Yep. I, I don't see a world where he comes off. Maybe I could be wrong. Maybe like they give him a seven, yeah. eight minute spell, but I just don't see a Like he has to be yeah. one their best essentially. Yeah. I, I can't split them as well. And if, if he does come off, I can see it being for like maybe a maximum of 10, maybe five, maybe just to get a bit of breath and even maybe just a bit of like get you off, depending on where the game's at, a bit of like, all right, Here's what I want you to do. Here's what they're doing. Let's let's do this. And yeah. just a bit of focus for a few minutes, back in. Yep. So, Liam, we look at the, the pack v pack, back to the original discussion. 13, flip a coin. I, I respect them both so much. Incredible. I agree. Penrith edge back rowers. Yep. You, I'd probably say Brisbane's, for, or Payne Haas, like just genetically himself as a single prop, as a single player, absolute freak, probably yep. the best in this game, but when you pair them, mm. he's going to have to go total. He's going to have to demolish Fisher yep. Harris and Leota. Like he's going to have to single-handedly essentially take them down. I know Flegler's yep. there, yep. but like his job is going to be to bend that line and control these two guys. Yep. Who, who's got the better pack? Is it another? Talk to me. How do you break uh, this down? Pen, Penrith just, and okay. it mainly comes down to this. I think they're a lot better in that second row position. So you could say that's a knockout, maybe Brisbane, just on points if Haas plays a game similar to what he did yesterday where he's getting through the line and does that. And then, like you said, the 13s even. So I give it to Penrith just. How many minutes does Haas play? Could we get an 80-minute performance here if Brisbane have hit so close back and forth? Or does, yeah. he, does he go 70, you know, that 10-minute that spell? He'll go as long as he physically can. Um, he will want to be out there every single minute 
Mm. And we'll get to it in a sec after the spine. The bench is an interesting one because yes. I think Penrith don't lose anything when the bench players come on in mm. that forward. I think it rolls on. But I think Brisbane yes. is a noticeable change. And it's, you know, hey, go on and replace the best front row in the game. So, yeah. like, there's no judgment there. It's just how it is. Yep. That's why I think Carrigan is crucial to yep. this anyway. Um, yep. I like it. Nice breakdown. Okay. The spine. One, six, seven, and nine. Panthers, Dylan Edwards, Luai, Cleary, Mitch Kenny, the absolute bulldog, that dog in the middle. Yeah. And then Brisbane, obviously, hot boy, Reese Walsh has, yeah, you, just incredible what he's doing. Mm. Um, Ezra Mann, young, exciting, explosive, inexperienced. Reynolds, wow. How you know just how he, he guides his team around game managers and um Billy Walters. How do you want to break it down? Fullback on fullback. How who do you think's got the best spine? What are key matchups or how do you see this, Matt? Yeah, I think we'll go position by position. So if we start at the fullback, you've got two very different types mm. of fullback. Totally. Re- Reese Walsh, um, attacking wise, is this absolute weapon who will just attack you um he's got you know probably the best speed acceleration in the game liam i sit there on the couch and i'm literally terrified yeah like watching it like how he fucking moves like a ferrari out there the way he can get it outside that half yeah i completely agree i the, the moment last night where he was hands on hips sitting out the back brisbane pass it and he he put positions himself to run through a gap and like, oh. I, I can't remember the last time I've been like, whoa, in terms of like how a player has come onto the ball with speed. Um, and it was, it was nuts. Um, Billy Slater esque you know how sometimes he got yes. tucked in behind like Cooper Cronk or something. And yeah. like that gap, like it's crazy. Yeah. That, and I think it's a, a very good uh, comparison, just that way he moves the speed and runs around through, but he's also got what Billy had in that terms of the ball playing. Like he can throw, if he sees it, he'll throw a torpedo pass across to his winger. Um, and that's the thing as good as he's been himself this year, his uh, ability to support, I think he's leads at the, the game in terms of line break assists. Um, you know, he's had plenty of try assists. Uh, he's a real scary player like that. And then you flip it to Dylan Edwards, who, while he doesn't have that same kind of uh, very, like, frantic speed, um, he plays his role in the team so well. And it's, you know, insane when you look at his numbers. Mm. Um, He's a very much more – it's a more subtle game, but – Mr. Consistent, hey? Consistent. Um, He leads the game in running, all runs. In run meters, he's about 500 more than the next best. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, kick return meters, he's first by a mile. Um, and he also is uh, top in player in support by a long way. He is the better player in terms of support. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the best player um, to have alongside. Um, halfback and five, eight, he's just there. He's reliable mm. under the high ball. Reese Walsh, one thing, he has an error in him. Um, there's, there's a higher ceiling, but also a higher, a lower floor. For sure. Um, so it's, it's very interesting when you compare these two. Um, I, can you split them? Is it just based on how, their game style is or what they, how their value is to their team. Yeah. Because if Brisbane like, to win, I think he has to, Walsh has to be like a nine. Yeah. Like, as you said, the lower, maybe one error max. Yeah. Maybe an error in the attacking red zone. Like he just cut out ball that goes out or something. But like, mm. apart from that, he's got to be essentially perfect. Yeah. Or how, how do you see it? Yeah. It's because they're such different games. It's so hard. Mm. Um, but I, I will give it to Dylan Edwards, um, but not by a lot. That is the reigning man of the Clive. Yeah. It, I, I think he's one of the most consistent players in, in the whole game. Mm. Yeah, that's unreal. What about the six? 
Yeah, this is an interesting one because you've got, like you said, Ezra Mam on the Broncos side of things, you know, who's very like Reynolds is the controlling and then mm. Mam yeah, just is allowed to do his uh, his own game, run around a bit, mm. you know, kind of play what he sees. Yep. And Luai's a bit like that as well um, where he gets to, you know, do his little step around that makes defenses, you know, question what he's going to do. Mm. Um, Ezra's also got a really good short kicking game. Mm. I found like when he feels like he needs to put a grabber in the end goal, uh, get a repeat set. Um, he can do that um, quite fast. Mm. Um, whereas Luai, I feel this, this year he's come back in a bit mm-hmm. um, and not quite the same level he has been in previous years. Uh, this one's a tough one. I'd probably give it a ma'am on form. Okay. Yeah, on form and I guess Luai's injury. Yeah, and the injury definitely brings um, mm. Luai back a bit. And maybe they're both defensive weaknesses for their teams. Like they're going to try and get exploited during the game. Yeah. And uh, we can talk about Critter in a sec, where I think he might, he's mm. kind of the body, Luai's bodyguard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. Like that's a massive matchup. They Both of them are going to have to take their chances. They're not, don't always get the ball predominantly. Like they're not dominant with the ball. Mm. They kind of stick down their, their corridors respectively. So it's good. Yeah. They're both going to have to take their chances when they get them and nail them, whether it's a little kick repeat set, yeah. you know, a big cutout ball or something like put it on the center's chest, whatever it may be. Yeah. Like they've just got to take their chances when they get them. Definitely. It's an awesome matchup. The generals, mate. Yeah. Cleary Reynolds, arguably two of the best long kicking kickers or kickers in the game. Yep. Long, long, short repeat sets, conversions, conversions, oh, yep. goal kickers. Exactly. Yeah. On a dime um, game management, steering the tro- troops around the park. You'd probably say Cleary runs the football more. He's more aggressive that way. Um, yeah, how do you see this? Is it what Reynolds? This is his third grand final. Reynolds now. Yeah, Cleary's yeah. fourth. Fourth. Cleary got the woodwork over him in twenty twenty one. Yeah, and and I mean to be fair, that was quite close oh, in that. And I mean, it's yeah. only a goal kick, really. And yep. Reynolds doesn't miss a lot, so. Both goal kickers in this game are going to be so important, and got to go up in sixes. Yeah, they, and and they they will, they most likely will. Um, but yeah, both of the the generals of their team, uh, the Reynolds is probably up there for smartest player in the game. I agree, and I think Cleary's right there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like you said, Cleary. I think being younger. He's got that run game in him and, you know, clearly he's one of the best in the game at taking the line on. Um, so that's something that I think could really stand out mm. in the battle of these two Yep. Um, is clearly he's got that option if he wants to do it. Whereas Reynolds, while he can, he still can, mm. um, but the injuries over the years have definitely caught up with him. Um, so he might need to rely on a Walsh or a Mam for mm. those kind of plays. Um, yeah, it's another tough one to split mm. because Reynolds will compensate for his, what he gives up to Cleary, um, really well. And he is so important. Like I, I think he's up there for most important Brisbane player in this game Yep, because when the, in moments during the game, when things might not be going their way and, and there will be because of how Penrith play, there are going to be moments where their backs are against the wall and they're a bit unsure. Him knowing what he needs to do, what mm. the team needs to do and reassure him and lead from the front um, will go a long way in how Brisbane handle the game. Even like his dropouts, as mm. you like that one against the storm in week one, where he got it over Munster's head on the sideline, like 40, 45 out was just outrageous. Like yeah. he'll go short, he'll go long. I think he's going to, if his team's under pressure, he'll know. Yeah. And you see when he gets a penalty, the Broncos get a penalty and Reese Walsh is buzzing around the rock or let's go, let's go quick tap, mate, settle down, mm. kick for touch. This is the players are running. Like he's just so composed and he's so, he, I agree. Like he's probably the most important player. Yeah. For the Broncos. Yeah. Maybe in the comp, arguably like he's yeah for, for yeah, without him, I don't think they've got they've got nothing. Yeah, and I mean I hate to kick them when they're down. Mm. I, I don't actually, but South, look at where oh. they've got. 
geez, I, they could have used him in some moments this year. And, and I think that's, that's the thing. Because I was, to that quickly, I was yeah. one of those people as well. I was like, why are you getting rid of this guy? Why are you getting yep. rid of this guy? And then first year, um, Ilias has a really good season. Yep. And then this year, it's kind of come back, or well, a lot back to the pack. Like yep. he's struggled. Yep. Let's call it a spade a spade. Yep. And you come back to that thought like, my understanding is he just wanted three years and they were offering like two or something. He just wanted that extra year of security. And it's yep. like, where would the where would the bunnies be? And that, and that's the thing, um, which is why like it shows where Brisbane are at. Oh, now having that old head, who's just yeah, maybe they're not physically in their prime anymore, but just what they can do for everyone else around them. Um, so that's going to be so important in in this game. Um, I give. Cleary, the edge. Mm. I still think Cleary's the best player in the game. Um, and I think he's also gone to a new level in these final games. Yes. To like men of the match performances. Um, and I think it maybe the running game, um, just having that bit little bit extra mm. um will be uh what separates the two here. I'm sure we might we'll probably do a grand final review and break it all down and stuff mm. if you can. Yep. But like I guess going into the game, we'll just my last thing on the sevens and we'll roll on. The legacy, this this the implications this game has. If you've got like Cleary, four grand finals are out. This is a three-peat. Yeah. Like he's already got a Clive. Can he get another Clive? Like, this is like all-time territory, like outrageous. He's 25, gone on 26, that sort of stuff. Like it's we'll talk about that another day. Yeah. But my question to you, Reynolds, his yeah. third grand final, he's won one with the bunnies. This is like next level legendary status if he can do this for the Broncos. Hey, coming up here, locking it in their first premiership in what, 16, 17 years, 17 years? Yep. Like this is next level. Yeah. He, I mean, and then to, sorry to, but in to reverse that, he, this is his third. What happens if he's won from three in a grand final? Like he's still an amazing player. He's going to go down as an all time, maybe not like an all time great, but like a really, fucking awesome halfback, a really awesome player, super consistent. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. great general. How do you kind of, is it career defining or is it? Yeah. Mm. I, I believe Reynolds, what with what he did with the rabbits in 2014 um, and his career there cemented himself as one of the, the greats. Okay. The list of players that have won grand finals at different clubs is not long. Mm. And it is a very, very, impressive like list to be a part of um you think of cooper cronk you think of uh glenn lazarus did it i think maybe three times but mm. yeah it's it's not level. it's not an easy thing to do and what it does is it shows the first time was it the team well i've done it twice different clubs different yeah now, if they lose, I don't think it comes down to Reynolds. I, I can't see you. a situation in which Reynolds is the reason they lose. I'm with you. Um, but, yeah, it, it's massive for him in terms of what it does is, and I don't think he needs this because I have always considered him a, a, a really good player. Mm. And if there was any, um, you know, drop in his game, it has always been injury-related. Mm. I never th have felt he's lacked performance when he's at his best, like when he's healthy, this to him would just be a nice, like, and I mean, it should already be, mm. but it would be the, the cherry on top of I'm still, you know, screw, screw them what they thought of me mm. in terms of they didn't think that I was the person who could get them to the grand final. Mm. Well, I've taken this team who were wooden spooners three seasons ago and I've got them to the pinnacle of against the, you know, the best club of the modern era. You know, it would absolutely put him in a new tier of player. Astronomical. Surely every Bunnies fan's rooting for him and the Broncos. Like, I'd hope so because oh. he loved that club so much and they did him dirty and he never turned on the fans. He, he hate, you could tell how much it tore him apart. Mm. Um, you know, obviously we're not rooting for him, yeah. it, you know, but we are in terms of wanting to see him do well in where he's at. Mm. So yeah, look, if, if Broncos can get the win against Penrith mm. um, and he is, has a big hand in that, then yeah, he, he gets to 
you know, have that over the rabbits. Mm. I'm just like, I was, I was, I backed myself. Mm. I knew I had more and I, and I proved it. Mm. Arguably like, yeah, legendary status and stuff. Unreal. Love. I just love the narratives around sport and stuff like this. Spot on. The nines, mate, two dogs, two underappreciated guys. Mitch Kenny, probably the hardest hitting nine in the comp. He's an absolute bulldog. Yeah. I love what he does. And Billy Walters, like respect to him. He's probably one of those guys that, all the chat would have been like, you're only in the team because you're your dad. Mm. Unwanted at the Tigers. Yeah. Um, and like, he's, he's, he's pretty crafty. Like he's once again, underrated hooker. Like I think he's yep. awesome. Two tries last night. Like that's a nice little matchup as well. The nines. How do you, how do you see that? Yeah. Um, two very, very underrated nines and nines who just go about their business and, and just do it. Mm. Um, Kenny, you know, the massive questions on him going into this season who he had to, you know, follow Api Corosau. It was such like, and he's a different player. Um, he's much more of a defensive, let me get in the gutter and just work. Mm. Um, but he also has that, um, you know, delivery and service uh, that Cleary and Luai or whoever's playing um, in the halves can just rely on him and know that that's not something they have to worry about. Mm. Billy Waters, um, yeah, he comes to Brisbane after the Tigers stint where there were glimpses and you saw a player and you're like, okay, there's something there, but is he a half? Is he a hooker? What's his position? Because he played a lot more six at the Tigers. Mm. Um, And then I believe the conversation when he came to Brisbane um, with uh, Kevin at the time was basically you're coming here to play nine or you're not coming. or like that. If you want to be a half, we've got our halves. Mm. Like I'm just telling you. And he, and I think having that focus and that's the benefit of having that father-son relationship in that mm. coaching is that he can be as honest as he wants to him and he needed that because maybe it just keeps that mind more singular orientated on what his job is. Mm. It's like, okay, I'm nine. I've not thinking about being a half, mm. I'm here to play nine. Focus on it. And yeah, he, he's been really great. He's a massive threat out of dummy half in attack mm-hmm. um, in a way that I think Kenny isn't quite there. Like I, agree. Um, I think, and getting on the back foot, mm. there's a bit of uh, what Coruscant can do about that. Mm-hmm. Just getting out. Uh, Egan's a bit like that. Um, so I think in terms of attacking, I think Billy has the edge over Mitch. Uh, I think Mitch is the better in defense. Yep. Um, I'm giving, I'm going to give it to Billy Walters based on what I've seen. That's fair. Um, and I just, and I think Mitch, um, he had a little bit of time off. Mm. He's back to being fresh, but, um, you know, Walters is a bit more momentum. I feel about him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I agree. I feel like, um, Walters has to probably have more of an impact on the game mm. in regard, as you said, he's running, he can get play short with front rowers. Um, like it, he's probably going to have to have more of an impact on the game for Broncos to win over Kenny. I, I agree with you, mate. So I guess as a whole, we, we zone out, we zoom out. Who's got the better spine? It's tough. They're totally different. And I went play for player. Do you yeah. tip your hat to one, one side or? Because uh, what you're saying yeah. essentially is like, it's two and two. It's two and two. Yeah. Um, I think Penrith, because they know each other so well. Mm. Um, as good as they've been, this is Walsh's first year at the club. Ezra's about like his second season. Um, Walters, he's still coming in. Mm. So they're not as familiar as compared to Penrith who have years and years of experience. Yeah. So as a whole, I do give it to Penrith in, in, in that regard. That's right. I agree. I agree. I think that's fair. Like Penrith's just clockwork and you could see maybe the pressure on Sunday for the Broncos. Penrith get up in their face. Maybe Reynolds doesn't have enough space which doesn't give Walsh enough space and stuff like that. Man might be a bit nervous and off and then it could all flow from that All flow from that. So yeah, it's fascinating. The matchup we'll quickly just roll bench through bench. Who do you reckon's got the, the best bench? Mm. Uh, I think Penrith definitely have yeah. the advantage in this. Um, if you look at the two, so Penrith, uh, you've got Lindsay Smith and Spencer Lenu, uh, which I mentioned earlier when, Fisher Harris and Leota come off. Mm. Those two come on. And I think we've seen what Spencer can do in terms of just being a wrecking ball. Yes. But I've been really impressed with Lindsay Smith this year. Um, he's going to be one of the best uh, best props in the game in the next few years. 
because um, he's just coming through and he's playing really well. Mm-hmm. He's got an offload in him. Yep. Um, he just he keeps it. All he has to do is just keep it at a similar level to for when those guys go off. Yep. Um, you saw it earlier this year. Uh, Leota spent a bit of time on the bench coming off with Lindsay starting with Fish and similar thing. Like they just kept rolling. Um, you've got Cogger if they go with Cogger, which I believe they will. For sure. Who, uh, can cover Luai if things go bad. Obviously, with the Melbourne game, they weren't really he wasn't really tested Luai, so Cogger wasn't really needed till late. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cogger can come on and he can either place Luai if needed or he can go into uh, Hooker and give Mitch a spell. Uh, but I would also say you could put him anywhere on the field. Cogger like just does the job. 13, he could even kind of play yeah, this, come if, on for like yeah, 15 if, minutes. if needed. Um, and I think whereas Tyson Smoothie on the other side of things, uh, he his role would be uh, giving uh, Walters a break, going mm. into nine or playing a bit of middle forward. Um, he's tough like that. He can do that. Just I think Cogger offers a bit more. Um, Palacia and Piacura are good young players who, similar to Ricky, are going to get better. Um, I think Palacia is off, I think we talked about. Mm. Um, but athletic, uh, I'm with you, but like yeah. if they start getting the shit beat out of them, like if yes. Fisher Harris is still on there for a while or when Spencer comes on and mm. he's off the back fence, like those boys have to, yep. as you said, like it is a bigger drop from the Broncos starting pack to their bench players compared yep. to Penner. So I'm with you. Like that. Yeah. Some of the, one or two of these Brisbane Broncos bench players are going to have to really stamp their authority. Yeah. And I think someone like the other one on that bench, Kobe Hetherington, um, he's I awesome. Think, yeah. I think he's a really good player and I think he's going to become a key player for them uh, in the years to come. Um, so he's one who uh, has a bit of dog in him that could really kind of upset Penrith if needed. Um, but yeah, I think, I think overall the Penrith bench um, they've kind of been very consistent throughout the year. You've got Garner, um, who's kind of flipped with Zach Hosking a bit in terms of the role they come on and play, which is they need to come in, play second row, or if they need to fill in at center. Now, the question, I think there's still questions that remain about Tungo. Uh, we saw Olam kind of ran through him like a turnstile and there wasn't much he, he did. Um, apart from that, he wasn't tested too much. And, you know, you could see that there was, he wasn't quite at the same level he's been at. So if there's an issue there in that center position, I think Ghana can get in there with a bit of speed and a big body and really help out with that. So I think the bench for Penrith covers a lot more mm. than if certain, like put it this way, if Wal- if Walsh or uh, Reynolds, heaven forbid, or ma'am, go down. Like Tyson, you you would say Tyson Smoothie would go into nine and then Walters would go into the half. It's a lot more complicated whether mm. where as compared to Penrith, they can do a lot more like a single swap. Yep. Like they don't have to do too much rearranging mm. if need be. I'm with you. Yep. Heaven forbid, as you said, if Edwards goes down, you've got Critter bringing a center. Yeah. Some of, as you said, like Garner's played there before. Cogger can play six, seven, nine in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm with you. Hopefully none of this comes down to it. Yeah. Both teams fit healthy, best team wins that is into each other. hundred percent. But this is, this is the, this is rugby league. I'll be one of the most aggressive violent sports in the world. Like it is. Yeah. And, and head knocks, concussions, yeah. chaos. And knock on wood, hopefully when we get to game, the game, we haven't had like similar to last week where there was, you know, obviously he played clearly he had the issue with his finger. There were question marks over certain players uh, going into the game. I'm, I'm hoping there's no like, it, like a horrible thing. Like I hope Reynolds doesn't have too big a week in terms of training. Mm. I don't think he needs to, I think he needs more of a rest and he can, you know, start thinking of the mental side of things. For sure. You don't want it. We've got such a good matchup. Mm. We've got the two best teams right at their peak. And hopefully it's them at, they're as close to 100% as they can be. Yeah. Mate, I'm with you. Everything you're saying, Liam, is it's pointing to an all time grand final for me. Like it yeah. is, it might not turn out that way, but everything is just so close, neck and neck. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about a few of my strengths and weaknesses. You yep. can agree, you can put yours in, and why I think 
So one team's going to win or whatnot. I'm just going to put my last kind of say on the game. I'm going to have who I win and we'll just get a few little fun predictions and stuff. And we'll, um, yep. we'll wrap up this part of the potty, mate. So strengths and weaknesses. I think obviously Brisbane, it's that just, they look so fast last night, as we said mm. in that prelim, they're going to have to just move the football around a lot to disrupt this Penrith defense, the offload. They have to, it's, it's such a fine line for them. If they overdo it, one error, one mistake, they do it on their own 30, 40, 50, even 30 out from our line, we get half decent ball. Like we are going to pin them down in their corner again and make them pay. Like it is such a fine line. I don't know how they get away with it. I don't know if they just try and play um, North South to start the game or if they have a sneaky game plan and try and play a bit expansive because Kevy Walters is essentially all about attack, like attacking football. They love it. They've got the weapons all over the park. Like it's great. Somehow they're going to have to disrupt this Penrith defensive, defensive system, this defensive line because what it's – the best defensive team in like the modern NRL era. Like it is, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy what they're doing. Yeah. Um, the Lua injury, we all know it's not a hundred percent. It's pretty incredible. I think our centers, Crichton and Tago, they can play left, right, right, left. Yeah. Um, to your Tago point, I'm actually really interested. Do they put Kuda there for a bit and then switch him? Maybe might sound silly, like 15, 20 minutes in, depending on how much ball we've had, if possession's going to change and then put Critter out there as, as I said, that bodyguard for Luai. Mm-hmm. Like they've got options there. Um, just getting up and like slowing down that um, Brisbane attack. It's obviously going to cause, cause headaches if they get too much room. Reynolds out to Walsh. And out, I'm terrified of Walsh at the back. Yep. And even then I feel like, like that, um, all I'm trying the weekend, like we had numbers there. I just sat there and I just, I put my, my head in my hands. Like we had, that was yeah. like B grade stuff, Like we had it and it just went through. It was poor execution, obviously defensively, Yeah, but we're going to have to work so hard in, out. And I just think maybe like the, the inexperience, obviously for Brisbane, but Penner, if they've been there, they've done it. I think Cleary hopefully has it on, on a string. And I just think they're patient. Can the Broncos go set for set, getting the washing machine, getting the grind. Can they hold their nerve? Can they not force that? extra offload that must, you know what I mean? Like mm. one mistake, that's all it takes. They have to be patient. Like, it's a fine line for them. Yep. Um, there are a few thoughts on my side of how things are going to go. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Or do you agree? Disagree? No, I completely agree. I think Brisbane's biggest strength is their fitness and so not, not necessarily the fitness, the speed and their offloading that killed the Warriors. And if you look back a few weeks to when Penrith played Para, mm-hmm. Para destroyed Penrith in that game because they were able to offload so much. So that is what they have to do. They can't put that away. They can't have the mindset of we have to go toe-to-toe with Penrith. You won't do it. No one can. They're, they're too good. They're too fit. But if you start throwing the ball around with the offloads, it really upsets them. The experience of Penrith is going to be massive in this game of just knowing what, they, what they've done, what they can do. They're not going to get rattled for long. They might get rattled, um, Brisbane, um, you know, throw the ball around a bit and go right at them, um, but they will very quickly go back into what they do. It's like throwing a rock into, you know, a river and that is a, it, the river keeps going. Yeah. Like it doesn't disrupt it for long. Um, the weakness of Penrith is sometimes they go a bit side to side. When they run straight through you, they're good luck. That's been a massive emphasis this final series. Yeah, and, and they've done that. And I don't think Penrith are going to change too much. And hopefully Brisbane don't t- change too much either. Um, we've both seen how they've been playing up to their strengths. And I think... Uh, yeah, it, it's going to come down to a moment or two, um, but there are going to be very, f- there are going to be far fewer moments for Brisbane. So when they they occur, they have to capitalise. Yeah, just that that field possession battle, like Brisbane working out of their end, like they're not really used to that too much. Like it's yeah, how they're going to hold their nerve there. And my last thing actually with with Cleary, and I, I mentioned it with Cobb, he looked a bit nervous. Remember when um last year Cleary destroyed a few wingers, like just with that torpy, that knuckleball, put it up. Yeah, we haven't seen that, and I think Liam, 
he might be reaching into that duffel bag and he's got a few tricks ready for the big dance. Yeah. And I could see him peppering Cobbo early and all it takes is one because he's yeah. a confidence guy. And I'm, this is a little, I'm just prediction. Maybe I reckon he, he, he might um, target Cobbo and I reckon yeah. if he gets one over him, all hell could break loose. Yeah. So I'd if, love to see that. Even Arthur's like, oh. I think Arthur's is a good player. Yes. But I think Arthur's could be someone who he hasn't been in this team all year. Mm. So it's a little bit like bit unsure and suddenly maybe if put it this way, if anyone drops a bomb from Cleary early, they're in for a really, really hard game because Cleary will, will go back to them. Even Walsh isn't. Yeah. Well, Walsh. And that's the thing. Like he is a very confident kid. Mm. Uh, But I think if with what Penrith throw at you, it, it could rattle him. It could, if it breaks down his confidence, that that impacts how he runs, how he supports. If it's just a little extra moment of thinking, suddenly mm. the speed's not as much of a play because he's kind of taking a se- an extra second or two. Ooh, yeah. And then you've got, you know, Penrith players on him or they shut down a hole. Mm. And, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how Cleary approaches that. Um, I think you're right, though. With Cobbo, if he puts one down, uh, yeah, Cleary will... Go right back to him. Yep. And yeah, my la- very last thing, um, Penrith playing for that middle. Carrigan, Payne Haas are so important. I want to see them making 45, 50 plus tackles. Just zap, try and zap as much energy as you can. Just yep. up the guts, play direct. I think that's going to go a long way yep. to breaking them down. And this grand final might go down to the last 10, 15, 20 minutes. Like, as you said, those big moments, Brisbane might not get too many of them. Can they capitalize? I'd love to. Yeah. Like, obviously I want to, Penrith to win, like I yeah. love him to flog him, but I feel like this game is going down to the wire. Yeah, and will be decided in the last quarter. Um, I just can't wait. Like that that big moment. Who's going to grab it? A Reynolds, a Cleary, a Walsh. Like yeah, yeah, so good. Um, anything else for that? We'll get a few little predictions. Clive scoreline. Who wins? Um, yeah. yeah, chuck it in, mate. Let me know. All right, what are you thinking? Yeah, so I'm going to say, uh, obviously Penrith win. Um, but like you said, I think it's a very close game. I think this comes down to possibly Penrith maybe leading by six late in the game and a Cleary field goal. Ooh, yeah. um, whether Brisbane score after that or not, I'm not sure. I'm going to say this is a 25-18 mm. uh, victory to Penrith. I think Cleary, I think Cleary for Churchill because um, oh. I, th- I just think like nice. you could have Dylan have another fantastic game. Um, you could say Yoey, maybe mm. if he wins that 13 barrel battle against Carrigan. Um, but I, I like Cleary to say the Churchill. Look, if Brisbane get up, I'm going to say theirs is like a one or two point victory. Mm. Um, I don't think it's going to be, they're going to really, really, I uh, like just claw it away from Penrith if they do. Um, and if that's the case, um, I'm going to, give the Clive Churchill to Carrigan on the Brisbane side. Mm. Cause I think if they win, he'll go a long way in that. Um, I think he's probably going to have the assignment of putting a lot of pressure on Cleary mm. um, in this game. I agree. Um, I love and that. I'm going to put Toto to score first try. Beautiful. Cause I think they've gone that way a lot and they're on a very big streak of winning games when Toto scores. So. And that'll be, um, I guess Jesse Arthur's won't it? He's going to have to decide yes. if he's going to buy it or what. I, yeah. I, I like that pick, mate. Mm. Got the Panthers 20 to 14. I feel like this is going to be a tactical battle early on. Um, obviously, the two sevens we've talked about, maybe a few penalty goals come into it, getting ahead 2 0 early, or a team might be up 6 0 and then a chance to go 8 0 up or something. Or I just feel like there's, there's going to be a few penalty um, goals involved. The way things are looking, you'd probably say Cleary for the Clive, another one. Like he's been on on fire, an absolute rock star, the best for this team, obviously. But I'm going Yoey. Cleary got it in 21. Dylan last year. I'd love to see him. Like I just, as I said, we we talked about 30s. I just still feel like he doesn't get appreciated enough. I love him. I think he's, Cleary is obviously probably our most important, but the two 13s for these sides essentially going to make or break this game. Like defensively with the ball, they're going to have to be elite. I think Yoey has to, this is him. And I think to, to back that up, if Cleary's getting pressure put on him and Luai's, you know, still carrying his injury, 
Yoey, with the role he plays as like an extra half ball player, it, he might need to step up then a mm. lot more, get a lot more touches. Mm. And if that happens and they still go on to to win that, uh, that would be go a long way in having Yo uh, take the Clive Churchill. I'm going to say Luai scores a try anytime. I've just, I don't know. You, we, we always, yeah. like think, thinking back on grand finals, Cooper Cronk and stuff and players that have just turned up when, they're essentially broken. Like it's yeah. going to have that nice narrative. No one likes Lua. We get it. He's the bad guy. He's the villain. It's awesome. Like I imagine him just standing out, roaring, fuck yeah, try. Yeah. Um, and I reckon there could be a field goal involved in this game. Either side. I'm not sure who it is. Yeah. Whether, it could even be one before half time. Maybe, you know, if 40 meter, someone has a crack at a 40 meter two pointer or it gets a bit closer. Maybe you're, yeah. you're ahead by seven at the half and you just zing it back and go up by. Yeah. We'll see. So yeah. Um, Yoey Panthers 20 to 14 and Luata score. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it, man. That's unreal. Yeah. Any last words? Look, I think hopefully we get a grand final that we deserve. Mm. Like last year, obviously being Panthers fans, it, it was great. Mm. We, we had a great time, uh, but it wasn't the grand final that I think the game deserved. I agree. And I think we haven't had a really good classic grand final um, for a, for a while. Mm. Uh, so let's hope this delivers. Um, and you know, may the best best side win. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I agree. Let the best side win. Thank you for listening to Paddy's Playable. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's much appreciated. Don't forget to check out our Instagram page, at Paddy's Playbook. We post fun, engaging content every single day. Once again, we really appreciate your support. See you next time. Let's go.